Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. Well, the big issue, of course, is the presidential election, and we are honored now to be joined by a constitutional law attorney, author, and senior legal advisor to the Trump campaign, Jenna Ellis, to give us an update on what's happening right now. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. Give, us a, give our viewers an update, please, on where things stand. Well, thanks so much, Eric. And of course, uh, this election is so incredibly important and it matters to the president and it should matter to all Americans that we can have faith and confidence in the legitimacy of the outcome, whatever the outcome is. And so the Trump campaign has always been committed to making sure that we are preserving and protecting the U.S. Constitution and the law of the land because we are a nation of rules. We are not a nation of rulers and Democrat operatives. So what we are looking at is uh, some of the irregularities in uh, some of these uh, swing states. And we have now filed suit in Michigan uh, which is to ask that the counting be halted temporarily until we are granted access, meaningful access, to actually uh, observe the opening and the counting of the ballots. That is required by law. And so uh, this is, of course, being reported incorrectly by the mainstream media that we're asking to halt counting, period. That's not accurate. Always please go and read the Team Trump statements so that you can get the best and most accurate information. Don't just trust uh, what the tweet storm says. And then we are also asking for a recount of Wisconsin. That's within the margin that is allowed by law. And we're seeing that there has been voter suppression. There have been instances um, of irregularities there. And so this recount, which is completely not unprecedented, um, is just to make sure that every legitimate vote is counted. Joe Biden said in his uh, press conference today, Eric, that he wants to make sure that every vote is counted. Well, he's forgetting the key word every legitimate vote. We don't want my dog's vote to count. We don't want dead people's votes to count. We don't want uh, fraudulent ballots to count. So this is not about every vote. It's about every legitimate vote and protecting election integrity. Yeah. And, and so we've talked, we've talked, Jenna, we know obviously big issues in, in Michigan. We're looking at a recount in Wisconsin and then also Pennsylvania. Rudy Giuliani and others were just up in Pennsylvania. Please give our viewers an update on what's happening in Pennsylvania. Yes, so uh, we are declaring victory in Pennsylvania. Of course, that has been a swing state that has uh, very clearly gone to President Trump, and we are making sure that uh, we will legally enforce, if necessary, uh, the state law there. And so for Pennsylvania, again, uh, this is where the U.S. Constitution in Article 2 requires that it's the state legislature that determines the manner of electors. It is not up to the governor. It's not up to the county clerk. It's not up to 
any other actor. It's certainly not up to the mainstream media um, to declare what method or what's most appropriate. It's up to the state legislature. The legislature has not acted in the last uh, nine months to, for the pandemic or for any other reason to change their election law. This has been done unilaterally um, by other unconstitutional actors to have ballots that were received after the legislated mandated deadline to count. Those are votes that are illegitimate in the eyes of the Constitution. So we are declaring victory in Pennsylvania, and we will fight to preserve election integrity there. Yeah, and again, just to break this down for, for, for our viewers, because there can be with the mainstream media and all of the different messages that go back and forth, the very simple constitutional argument is that the Constitution very clearly says that it's the state legislature which shall determine the time, place, and manner of elections, and that it's not up to a judge, it's not up to an election board to go in and change that, that it's only the state legislature that has the authority to do that. And yet, in some of these battleground states, you've had judges, election boards who've gone in and changed that. Do we have that right? Yes, and I, I appreciate you bringing up the judicial branch because the role of judges here is to not be activists. It's not to go in and change uh, the state law by whatever they prefer or to defer to other state actors that are outside the scope of what the U.S. Constitution provides for, which is whatever the legislature has designated as long as that law is constitutional, equal protection, all of those things matter, of course. But here, we're not even into um, that province of, of even looking at, at the legislative action. We're even way outside of this. And so this should be a very, very simple call that for a judge, when we go to court and we are saying, judge, please enforce the law, enforce the U.S. Constitution, that's asking a judge to act, to act as an independent arbiter, mm. fairly and appropriately apply the U.S. Constitution. That is their role. That is their job. It's like an umpire in baseball. You don't call a ball and strike based on whether you prefer it's a ball and strike. And you also don't say, hey, you know, this is too political. One half of the stadium is going to be mad at me no matter what I do. So I'm not going to make the call. No, you make the call. You make it fairly. You make it appropriately according to the rule book. Yeah, and Jenna, walk our, walk our viewers through what you think are the most likely things that they're going to be that they're going to see happening tonight and tomorrow. What are the next legal steps? What are the next steps that you're expecting either the Trump campaign to take or 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 the you know officials who are responsible for announcing uh, results to take? Yeah, well, so it's been interesting to see that uh, some of the states like uh, Nevada and Georgia who've halted their counts are now. Uh, projecting different timeframes on when they'll start recounting and other mm. things. And so, of course, we're monitoring that very closely. In terms of our legal strategy, I don't want to get ahead of anything else that hasn't been announced, but just uh, to make the American people uh, very comfortable and uh, confident in uh, what we're looking at, we are observing all of these things very closely, and we will take legal action when and where needed, again, to protect election integrity and to preserve and protect our U.S. constitutional system. Now, Jenna, one of the things that we've also seen happening, it's an issue you and I uh, talked about before, is that big tech is also putting their hand on the scales. They've actually come in to censor certain voices. What's your recommendation to our viewers about how they can make sure that they are getting the latest and best and most accurate information about what's happening? 
Yeah, well, the best uh, place to turn for that, of course, is a uh, Team Trump. And so we will always make uh, statements when those are available. You can look at uh, the press releases that we have. You can also uh, see the press conferences. And so be very, very hesitant on what a third party or an activist journalist says about what the Trump campaign is doing. So, I mean, we've already had people who are uh, kind of inferring our motivations that are a completely twist of the narrative uh, and other things. So make sure that you're going to donaldjtrump.com forward slash press. You can always see what's most up to date. We also have, of course, our social media accounts. Um, and, you know, unless Twitter and other places flag them for false and misleading information, which is absolutely ridiculous, but you can always get that from us directly. And so make sure that you are staying on top of what's actually happening and the reasons that we're doing this, which will always, always be to protect and preserve the U.S. Constitution and the fairness of our elections. Jenna, we've only got about a minute left. We've touched on Michigan, we've touched on Wisconsin, we've touched on Pennsylvania. Let's also talk, if we can, briefly about Arizona. Arizona was called very early, and now a lot of organizations are saying that they called it too early. Please give our viewers an update on, on Arizona briefly. Yeah, so I think it was very irresponsible for some of the news organizations to call that uh, when you only had, uh, I think it was around 11% uh, of the votes that were in, and yet they wouldn't call Florida when clearly President Trump uh, had that state won. So um, so we still believe that Arizona is very much in play. And uh, when we believe that we have won a decisive victory there based on the legitimate votes, mm -hmm. uh, then we'll certainly call that. And remember, it is not up to the media that determines who's the next president based on their projections. What matters is the certifications of states, which can be challenged legally uh, if there is a legal basis for that. And then what ultimately matters is December 14th when the Electoral College votes. So this isn't up to the mainstream media. This isn't up to uh, the Biden camp or even, uh, you know, one one candidate over the other. What matters is the law and fundamental fairness. Well, Jenna, we so appreciate you. We know that it's been a late night for you and probably lots of lots of work ahead. We appreciate you making the time to join us. Folks, that's Jenna, Jenna Ellis, senior legal advisor to the Trump campaign. Stay with us. We're going to be back with Victoria Tenzing and Joseph DeGeneva. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. We are joined now by Victoria Tenzing, former Deputy Assistant Attorney General, and Joseph DeGeneva, former United States Attorney. They are friends of mine, friends of the program, and they are also friends of and oftentimes counselors to Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, who just finished a press conference in Philadelphia. I want you to hear a little bit of what Mayor Giuliani just said. Not a single Republican has been able to look at any one of these mail ballots. They could be from Mars, as far as we're concerned, or they could be from the Democratic National Committee. Joe Biden could have voted 50 times, as far as we know, or 5,000 times. The ballots could be from Camden. 
Philadelphia, unfortunately, and I would say this about my own city, has a reputation for voter fraud. Now, Victoria and Joe, uh, you heard what Mayor Giuliani uh, just said. Where do we stand from your point of view in terms of the legal issues right now that are in play in the election? Well, right now there is a panoply of issues in various states. Uh, issues concerning a recount in Wisconsin, which may very well lead to litigation. In Michigan, uh, fraud involving the creation of 100,000 votes instantaneously being delivered, all of them for Joe Biden, not a single one, not a, not a single one for President Trump being delivered to Coho Hall in Detroit and all of a sudden mm. flipping from Trump to Biden. And then in several other states, like Arizona, which the the calling of that race for Biden has been rescinded because of technical errors involving huge computer glitches, right. which deliver tens of thousands of votes to Biden. So things are all up in the air. And uh, that's about it. And the thing that that Rudy was talking about was uh, Pennsylvania, because uh, the, they had all these ballots coming in and they would not allow a Republican to monitor it which is just unconscionable. And I hope, I would think illegal. Yeah, and, and Victoria and Joe, give us a sense, right? Because people look back to, to Bush versus Gore, and I'm going to ask you to comment on that in, in just a minute. But people, many people think that this may take the Supreme Court ultimately to be making decisions regarding this election. Give our viewers a sense, if you could please, for the things that the Supreme Court has and has not done already and what the Supreme Court might be likely called upon to do in the near future. Well, Eric, let me just tell you how the law works. Under the U.S. Constitution, state legislatures yes. shall determine everything about congressional uh, elections. Yes. Time, place, manner are the exact words. It's shall. It's not may, can. Mm -hmm. shall. And so what's happened, let me just give you two examples, Pennsylvania and North Carolina, which are two you know, battleground states. In Pennsylvania, the state legislature did. It said, mm, mm. 8 p.m. on election day, that's the deadline for getting any ballots that are mailed. Right. And, and the straight state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania said, oh, no, there's a pandemic. It's too bad. I mean, talk about textualism gone, you know, in, 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 in abeyance. No reading this text and saying, oh, this is what the words are, this is what we have to do. State Supreme Court said, hey, we're going to extend it for three days, and if there's a postmark but we can't read it, no problem. And in North Carolina, the state election board overturned what the state legislature had done and mm. said, we're going to extend it for six more days. So these kinds of things will go to the Supreme Court. Now, the, 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 the bad Supreme Court under Chief Justice Roberts refused to consider these issues prior to the election. Mm. He didn't want politics, but now he's going to be right dab in the middle of politics. And again, just, just to lay this out for our viewers, the Constitution is extraordinarily clear. It says that the state legislature shall determine the time, place, and manner of these elections, which means that judges, state election boards, other people cannot overrule the will of the state legislature. But in fact, we have in some of these battleground states that very thing happened. Is that right? That's exactly right. And what it is, is these are judges and governors and state election board officials or secretaries of state overruling the legislator 
legislature without a without the legal authority to do so under the Constitution, and that will be the basis of the litigation that they acted illegally, and that therefore these deadlines, which were extended, or other conditions which were which allowed these votes, are unconstitutional, and so those votes cannot count. And that, that, of course, would be a decision now that the Supreme Court, because they didn't make the process decision earlier, now the Supreme Court would actually be involved in deciding which votes can and can't be, can't be counted. That's the potential issue that the Supreme Court may be facing here in the, in the coming days and weeks. And, and, and Eric, Chief Justice yeah. Roberts has shown that he can be intimidated by democratic threats. And I, we think that he did, did this, wanted, didn't want to get involved because of the threats to, to add more justices to the Supreme Court and to put them on rotation if the Democrats uh, won the presidency, the House and the Senate. Roger, because there has been, all of our viewers know, there has been this hanging threat that now that there's a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, that if Joe Biden became president, that he, uh, in conjunction with the Congress, may actually move to pack the Supreme Court, that there is that, that hanging threat. Let me ask you, because both of you uh, were involved in Bush versus Gore back in 2000. When most people think about that decision, they think of it as a five to four decision. But in fact, there were two decisions that were made in Bush versus Gore. One was seven to two. The other was five to four. Give our viewers, uh, remind them the key decisions that were made then in Bush versus Gore. Basically, um, what Gore wanted to do was only count Democrats. I, hey, I want to recount, but just in Democratic counties in Florida. And so the Bush people argued that that was a, a denial of equal protection. you got to count them all or do, don't recount any of them, for goodness sake. So seven of the justices said, um, th that's, that's right, it's an equal protection violation. But then the four liberal justices said, well, why don't we see if the Florida can work it out, we'll send and let them play around with it for a while. And after the decision, because it was 5-4 in, in Bush's favor, I said to Nino Scalia, Justice Scalia, I said, you knew how the process was going to work out, because if you went through all the things, it was going to take a couple of months, and you just wanted to put everybody out of their misery, because in the end, Bush was going to win. And he said, you're absolutely right. Well, and and when, when people are, are looking now at, uh, at, at, these, at these issues that we have, again, we, we already have lawsuits in Michigan, in Pennsylvania. The Trump campaign has indicated that they're going to go for a recount in Wisconsin. From your, from your perspective, and it's obviously early days, what do you think are the most salient, most pressing, most likely legal challenges for the president and his team uh, to win on and, and to be pursuing in the coming days? Uh, first of all, the ones we just talked about, mm -hmm. where people who were not who were not the legislature changed state law without a without a piece of legislation, and that's that that's the easy, uh, low hanging fruit. After that, it will be fraud, uh, illegal ballots, uh, the create crimes being committed with uh, one hundred thousand ballots all for Joe Biden, for example, being delivered to the the central counting center in Detroit. Things like that, and 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 then just not counting uh, ba ballots or improperly forgetting to count ballots, just like Arizona, where there was a technical glitch, mm -hmm. and uh, hundreds of thousands of votes were given, which were electronically created out of whole cloth. So th there's a lot. 
for the president's lawyers to sue on. And Victoria, your thoughts? Oh, well, I mean, Joe just just said it all so well. Those are the, those are the issues because they seem to be the battleground states. And except for Arizona, it, do you think it's curious that the problems are in democratically run states? Is that a coincidence? Uh, I don't think so. Well, it's certainly something that we're going to be following uh, closely here on Actionable Intelligence and at, uh, at Real America's Voice. In the 20 seconds that we have left, what should our viewers be looking for in what should our viewers be looking for in the next day or two? Most likely and in, in important things that, that you think are going to happen in the next day. Well, now that uh, ABC News has <laughs> rescinded its projection that Biden is the winner in Arizona, uh, it appears that some of the news organizations are beginning to realize there's been some major mistakes made in, because of this irrational well, we process. Will. We will absolutely be following Arizona uh, very closely. Victoria and Joe, thank you guys again. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Greitens. Well, you've heard the analysis. Now let's actually go out to the front lines. Just the News senior correspondent Nick Ballacy is in Philadelphia. He's standing outside the convention center where the ballots are being counted. Nick, thanks for joining us today. What do you got? Thanks for having me, Eric. Well, yes, behind me is the convention center. It's where they're counting the ballots. We're hearing from local officials in Philadelphia that will get another update possibly tomorrow on the count and then statewide will probably know the result by Friday. Now, some people are suspecting that because of potential legal challenges from the Trump campaign that we won't know the actual result of Pennsylvania or if there may be a recount uh, by next, next week, possibly. Uh, we'll know if there's going to be a recount in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. But it's not looking good for the president because the projections are that he's going to lose Michigan and he's going to lose Wisconsin, which he had in 2016, making his path to victory very, very difficult at this stage in the race. Yeah, and, and Pennsylvania is clearly a, a key part uh, of almost all of those, those paths. Uh, update yep. our viewers. You're there. You're literally right outside the convention center where they're counting the votes. Update our viewers on exactly what the situation is in Pennsylvania right now. So the latest reports are that it's about 350,000 mail-in ballots that they're going to be counting coming out of Philadelphia. And as you know, when those are counted, the whole dynamic of the situation in the Electoral College, specifically with PA's 20 electoral votes, things will change because Philadelphia is a Democratic stronghold. You're going to see a lot of Democratic votes being added to Biden's total, and Trump's lead is going to become very, very thin, just like what happened in Michigan, just like what happened 
in Wisconsin. It's very likely that's going to happen in Pennsylvania. The question is, can he do what he did in 2016 against Hillary Clinton and keep that lead based on the votes he's getting, uh, still getting because they're counting, in uh, the surrounding areas of Philadelphia and other rural areas of Pennsylvania? That's the question. Can he maintain that lead? And even if he does maintain that lead in Pennsylvania, he lost supposedly. It looks like there may, there may be some issue with Arizona. We're not sure yet. But the projections are that he's, he lost Arizona, Trump, to Biden. With that loss, I don't see how he can get to 270 or past 270 because he supposedly also lost one electoral vote in Nebraska, which he won. He won all the Nebraska electoral votes in 2016. So it's just becoming really difficult for the president. But there will be legal challenges from the Trump campaign. They've already talked about it in Wisconsin specifically and Michigan. And, and these 350,000 uh, ballots you mentioned, Nick, just so our, our viewers have the full picture here, these are absentee ballots that you mentioned are almost exclusively from the Philadelphia area. Is that correct? That's correct. So the way Pennsylvania handled this, as far as I understand, for the coronavirus was they allowed everybody to request with no excuse a mail-in ballot. So you could send in your application, get a mail-in ballot, an absentee ballot, but you didn't have to provide an excuse. And so these are those kinds of ballots that are going to be that are being counted behind me in the convention center from Philadelphia voters which we all know it's a Democratic stronghold. It's going to help Biden this state. And Trump's lead will probably get thinner as the, the uh, hours go by and the days go by, depending on how long this takes. Now, there was supposedly a press conference that was going to happen here, right on the corner with Eric Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Pam Bondi, that was supposed to happen. It's been delayed, I'm told. A lot of the media here, is pa they're packing up their equipment and, and leaving. It was supposed to be a lot earlier. We're still waiting. Maybe they'll come and address the situation and, and, and give us an idea if there's going to be some sort of challenge to the overall Pennsylvania totals if the president is slightly behind when all these votes are come in and they're all counted. Yeah, we, we were actually um, in touch with Mayor Giuliani earlier in the day, and we heard that he was also on his way uh, to Philadelphia. Obviously, as, as all of our viewers know, uh, Mayor Giuliani, lawyer for the president, extraordinarily close to him and to his campaign team. And the idea, Nick, is that they'd come out and they'd give a press conference to announce what their strategy is in Pennsylvania. Any sense there on the ground for what the likely strategy of the Trump campaign might be in Pennsylvania? So far at this time, no. But uh, if I had to guess, as a reporter, you don't like to guess too much. But I would say that if you use, Pencil, uh, if you use Michigan and Wisconsin as a model, you would probably think that they're going to announce some sort of legal challenge, possibly a recount. Uh, in Pennsylvania, if Trump loses by a certain amount, maybe less than 1%. That could be what we'll hear from Giuliani and Trump's legal team heading, uh, heading into the uh, coming hours. 
Right. And Nick, again, just to recap, 20 seconds left for, for our viewers, please. Uh, e update everybody again, please, on the expected timeline for the counting of these votes in the announcement of the results. So the city commissioners in Philadelphia said earlier today that they were going to provide another update later. Then we found out, based on research, that the they're probably going to give an official update on the mail and ballot counts tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be hearing we'll be hearing more about Philadelphia. And I, uh, we should be hearing Philly. we should be hearing more more tomorrow. And Nick, we know that you are going to be there on the ground, folks. Stand by. When we come back, we're with Seb Gorka right after this. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Reitens, and now we are joined by Dr. Sebastian Gorka, former advisor, deputy assistant to the President of the United States, and now a member of his national security team again. He is the host of America First on Salem Radio and author of the book, The War for America's Soul. Uh, Seb, so good to have you on. I know you've been up all night uh, watching watching the results and this is the only story people around the country are paying attention to right now and indeed many people uh, around the world without violating any confidences what can you tell us about the advice that you're giving to the president and his team right now well thank you governor uh, Greitens. thank you eric look I, I literally just got off a, a a call with with the campaign where we had bill stepian the uh, the campaign chairman um, talked to us. I, I can't go into details, but I sure. can share with you what I've been tweeting publicly this morning, and yes. uh, it's causing quite a, a firestorm. There's, there's really just a couple of questions that all Americans should be concerned with. Uh, number one, have we turned into a banana republic? Mm. Let's look at what happened in the last 12 hours. The president was winning. He was leading in four battleground states yes all states that are run by democrats and then suddenly all of those four battleground states decide to stop counting pennsylvania decides at what 9 30 they're going to stop counting as if we're we're in turkmenistan or bangladesh and everybody has to go to sleep because we can't count votes past 9 p.m right and what happens now? Two of those states by the mainstream media are being declared as now in Biden's column mm. on the count. So, uh, number one, uh, that's the state of play. Democrat-run states that the president was winning in have stopped counting votes and will start counting votes again and will keep counting votes until they find enough, quote-unquote, mail-in mm. ballots for Joe Biden. My question, my advice to the president, my advice to everybody who loves this country, as do you and your viewers, yes. is do the 
Republicans? Does the GOP, does the campaign have better lawyers than Biden and the Democrats? And then, you know, it's, it's impolitic, but I, I'm not paid to be polite. Does the GOP have, have the balls to actually fight this fight? Yeah. Well, it, it clearly is going to be a fight. And so talk a little bit about that, that first part, because, yes, that tweet uh, has, uh, has uh, gone viral. And let folks know where they can follow you on, on Twitter. Yeah, so the show is America First, Salem Radio. It's live 3 to 6 Eastern every day. You can even watch us on YouTube. Just look for Sebastian Gawker, America First. I can assure you we'll have some special guests today, and it's going to be yes. quite a show. And then for all the social media stuff, just follow me on Twitter at Seb Gorker. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. It's Sebastian Gorker on Facebook, Sebastian underscore Gorker on Instagram. You can find me on Parler. And the easiest thing is also our website where you can check out our daily shows, the books, the articles. That's SebGorka.com. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And one of those uh, one of those tweets specifically where you, you just mentioned this, you said, are Donald Trump's lawyers better and tougher than Joe Biden's lawyers? Talk with you with our viewers, if you would, about what you see as the next steps ahead in this legal fight over the coming days and potentially weeks. Yeah, this is tough for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm not going to talk about names or individuals. Sure. But but the campaign, the campaign ha has shared with us. Oh, you know, we're we're winning, and there's X thousand, X hundred thousand votes left to count in Arizona or Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and and they're doing the number crunching, which is great. But I've yet to see a truly robust leaning into the problem. Mm -hmm. from the campaign. The, the pre you know the president. The president is the ultimate closer, and, and he's yes. never going to give up. But he may be the most powerful man in the world, but he's just one man. Now, we, we have to have an army of Rudy Giuliani's, of Jay Seculos. And, and I, right now, and, and God willing, I'm wrong, I'm not sure I see them. I, I love mm. Jenna Ellis, the president's attorney. She's a regular guest on my show. I, I want to see 40 Jenna Ellis's. I mm -hmm. want to see 50 Rudy Giuliani's. I want to see, you know, uh, 50 Jay Seculos. If we had that, they may be out there. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know everybody that works for the campaign. They may, uh, they may be out there. And if they are, we've got a shot of winning. But at the end of the day, it's like Stalin said. It's not how many votes you get. It's who counts the votes. Mm -hmm. And when you have leading politicians, when you have state politicians, the equivalent of an attorney general in Pennsylvania saying, uh, if, if Donald Trump wins tonight, it's only because of voter fraud. Mm. Well, guess what? Then the deck is stacked against us, against us and we have to fight like our lives depend upon it. Absolutely. Look, there's going to be a massive, uh, I think, uh, legal fight ahead, and, and, and it, it has to be a big one if we have folks like the attorney general in Pennsylvania, you know, getting out there and declaring that the only way for one candidate to win is if there's, is if there, there's voter fraud. It's just, it's a, obviously an, an abandonment of their, their oath of, of office. Um, we're going to have some time to talk about this in, in the weeks ahead, but in the time that we have briefly... It, be it, it better not be weeks. It, yeah. it better not be weeks, Eric. 
look, I, I, the other thing I tweeted out today is we mm. call it election day. We yes. don't call it election days. We mm -hmm. don't call it election weeks. We don't call it election month. This isn't Kazakhstan. The right. longer, the longer this goes on, the longer mm. it takes to, quote, count the votes, the more suspicious ballots they will find for Joe Biden. Mm. This has to be shut down as soon as possible and, if necessary, taken all the way to the Supreme Court. But the longer, I guarantee it right mm. now, Governor, the longer this lasts, the longer the Democrats can stretch it out, the longer, the, the greater the chances that this election will be stolen from the American people. Gosh. Hey, folks, that is uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, current advisor to the president of the United States, advisor to the Trump campaign, uh, joining us here on Actionable Intelligence. Seb, always great to have you on. Thank you, sir, for joining us. And we'll, uh, we'll look forward to being, being in touch with you again very soon. God bless you. Thank you, Eric, and all the, the viewers as well. All right, folks, stay right with us on Actionable Intelligence. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, as everybody knows, we are in the middle of a hotly contested presidential election. And to many, this year's election seems more contentious than any other that we can remember. And of course, it comes at a hard time in America where divisions are running deep. And everyone is rightly concerned about what's going to be happening today, tonight, this week, and in the coming year. Sometimes, however, it's helpful to take a look back. In doing so, we can often help us to look forward with confidence. Now, history does remind us that on many occasions, the race for the White House was hotly contested, and the Republic has survived and thrived through it all. You know, the fourth presidential election held in the United States resulted in an electoral college tie between then-Vice President Thomas Jefferson and former New York Senator Aaron Burr. For the first of only two times in American history, the House of Representatives decided the next president. Now, Alexander Hamilton, the country's first Secretary of the Treasury, was no fan of Jefferson, but he really hated Burr. So Hamilton lobbied for Jefferson, and that ultimately helped to earn Jefferson the presidency. But it also earned Hamilton a spot in one of the most famous duels in American history. On the dueling grounds of Weehawken, New Jersey in July of 1804, Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton faced off. Burr's bullet took Hamilton's life. But the story didn't really end there. But as, because as Hamilton died that day, so did Burr's future. Hamilton, meanwhile, was lionized for his service to the country and is still read and studied today. In 1912, former President Theodore Roosevelt, fresh off a 10-month African safari, orchestrated one of the boldest attempts to reclaim the White House. The incumbent president, William Howard Taft, had disappointed many people in his party. Taft was an establishment politician, while Roosevelt had been a bold crusader in office. 
Roosevelt decided to challenge Taft in the Republican primary of 1912. He didn't win the nomination, as the party establishment favored Taft, but Roosevelt kept fighting. He bolted with his supporters to form the Bull Moose Party, a party focused on wide-ranging reforms. And while, Ro while Roosevelt wasn't able to beat the Democrat Woodrow Wilson, he did far outperform President Taft, who only received eight electoral votes that year. In 1948, Harry Truman was running for president. Then all the elite opinions suggested that President Truman, from my home state of Missouri, would be packing his bags. Truman, you'll remember, was never elected president. He took the Oval Office after America's longest-serving president, Franklin Roosevelt, had died in office. And the media was so certain that Truman would lose to Thomas Dewey that they printed newspapers headlined, Dewey Defeats Truman on Election Night. Well, it turns out that elite opinion and media predictions were both wrong that night. Of course, many of us will remember the election night chaos that ensued in November of 2000. Then a ballot counting crisis in Florida meant that recounts and lawsuits took place for weeks following election night. It wasn't until the U.S. Supreme Court finally ruled to settle the matter, handing the keys to the White House to then Governor Bush. That 2000 election marked the first time in 112 years that a president was elected by winning the Electoral College, but without winning the popular vote. Of course, that happened again during the election of 2016, when Donald Trump faced off against Hillary Clinton. Now, if a look back at history can remind us of anything, it is that America is a resilient country. Every generation has faced challenges. And this year, 2020, has certainly brought many challenges to the American people. We've seen the coronavirus pandemic, unprecedented violence and riots in the streets, a war on police. We've seen small businesses and churches forced to close by politicians, and many children unable even to go to school. It's been a hard year. And in the days ahead, there may well be more twists and turns. There's the potential for lawsuits and conflict, and it's hovering over the country. But it's important to remember that this is the greatest republic in history a beacon of hope. And we have been that, that beacon of hope and that great republic. And we are that today, not because the road has been easy, but because the American people have had the courage to walk it through all kinds of difficulty. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome back to Actionable Intelligence. I'm Eric Reitens. As we continue to wade through all of the information surrounding the election, one thing to keep in mind is the fact that there are military men and women around and out of this world who are doing some pretty cool and important things every day. Including this, Space Force is getting its first astronaut. NASA astronaut Colonel Michael Hopper Hopkins will transfer into the United States Space Force later this month while on board the International Space Station. 
stick with me for a second. And I think, is there any cooler place to join the Space Force than actually in space? General John J. Raymond, uh, Chief of Space Operations, and NASA Administrator James Bridenstine are still working out the details of the upcoming event. But Hopkins will be launching as part of SpaceX's Crew-1 mission on board the Dragon spacecraft November 14th. It's a seriously cool story for Colonel Hopkins, who has served in the Air Force for 28 years. Now, before we sign off, we want to leave you with a thought from the mountaineer and writer W.H. Murray, who said, whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. We're wishing you a good night here at Actionable Intelligence. Stay with us for results throughout election night. Right after this show, Real America's Voice is coming to you with an election night special, and we will be covering all of the updates on this channel throughout the night. You can also go to justthenews.com for the latest. God bless you. God bless America. And have a great night.